How's it going, everybody? Here on this wonderful Sunday morning. It's almost 8 o'clock. It's 7.45. Um, I've been in bed for 15 hours. But as awful as that sounds, and it is awful, I feel like I've been sick for <laughs> three days straight. You know, that, that feeling you get when you've been in bed too long. Um, but hey, you know, migraines withstanding uh, and weather stuff i think since i did that i think i'm going to try to make myself stay up until a decent time tonight to go to bed and get my uh try to get my body clock back on work um i'm, I'm, I'm gonna try because i'm i'm tired of my uh, body clock being off but that intro out of the way uh, i wanted to talk about um ai and art and 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 i'm not gonna specifically say you know uh any quotes from anybody um you know i don't have any articles in front of me and you guys all know what my memory is like uh my my memory is very shoddy so um i'm not even going to try to quote anybody from from memory but you know there's been a lot of concern from people in the industry christopher nolan being one for sure that has commented on the dangers of AI and how for lack of a better term how studios are pretty determined on trying to make it work and I kind of wanted to get my thought and Nolan isn't the only person he's just the only person I'm going to use as a face um but I, I, I wanted to throw my my uh, my towel into the ring, so to so to speak. Um, here's 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 the thing. Let me let me say this first. Do I think there will come a time where AI has the potential to be a problem? When it comes to art. Um, for sure. I don't know whether it'll be 10 years from now. 15 years from now. 20 years from now. Uh, or longer. Uh, I don't think it'll be shorter than 10 years. But. 100%. You know. Um, no matter what kind of technology you're talking about. Especially when it comes to artificial intelligence. Um. You'd have to be a really shitty inventor for something to go backwards. Like, it only... Technology only gets better one way or another. So, yes. Do I think one day, you know, maybe when I'm in my... You know, I'm... I'm you know, I'm 34 right now. So, let's say maybe in... If I'm lucky enough to get to my 70s or 80s, maybe sometime by then, for sure. But I honestly, I don't even know if in my lifetime, AI will get that good. Right now? Um, or anytime soon? I don't think AI overall, I think there are portions of AI that can potentially be dangerous but overall the idea of AI 
I don't think anybody has anything to worry about. I am somebody that that has a mid-journey account. I love playing around with mid-journey and Discord and making generated images. It's just fun. It's just fun trying to find finding different prompts and figuring out different things to do. Um, you know. Um, but um, I'm also somebody that's played around with ChatGPT. That's really fun as well if you know how to use it. I, I don't have a paid version, but I use the free version. And it's um, if you know how to use it um, and manipulate it, it's really cool. But it's but um, even though they're two very different um, AIs, uh, Chat GPT is nowhere near the level that Midjourney is. So those are the only AI stuff that I've really played around with. I did look at another one that's uh, that's for voice, which is really cool. Super expensive. I didn't have the money to um, to 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 pay for the free version. You have so many hours that you can like use in it, and then when you use up your hours or whatever, then you have to start paying for it. But it's basically a thing where they have a bunch of different voices on it. You can go through the process of putting your own voice into it, but it's basically a text, a text to speech thing uh, for narration. So, like, if, you, if you're doing like an audiobook, but you don't want to have to sit there and actually sit at a microphone, then you can type in whatever you're doing, whether it's a book or whatever, and you know put the narration for your thing into it and it does it automatically for you so that's really cool i think um the pro voices sound better than the than the 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 common ones but they all sound really really good but again the only problem with that is it it, and when i say problem I, i i say that lucy is not a problem because this site is putting out a product and they should get paid for it but I'm a broke son of a bitch right now, so, you know, I don't have the money to pay for it, but, uh, but it, but it's, but it's cool, um, but to go back at the topic at hand, I don't think when it comes to professional art, let's put it that way, you know, um, specifically movies, TV shows, music, maybe music to a lesser degree, I think music is probably the thing that's in the most danger um because it's a lot easier to manipulate audio than it is visual things but um I don't think anybody has anything to worry about you know like right now with the free version of JatGPT what it does do well is this I can tell JatGPT hey I am writing this story here is a quick synopsis of the story, what I want to happen. Can you write me a three-structured outline of what would make a good story to get me from point A to point B? If I do that, then ChatGPT comes up with draft one of an outline, and I can read over the outline. If I like it, I can keep it. If I don't like it, I can tell it, uh, try again, and it'll try it again. 
and it can and it can just keep doing it. I mean, I can have it redo it as many times as I want. You know, I could have it do twelve times, and not only that, but if there are things that I like in each of the outlines, you know, I can copy and paste what I like into a Word document, and I can mix and match things from different tries. But what it doesn't do very well is if I say, hey, write me a 30-page script for a science fiction mystery story. It's not going to do that. It's not going to do that well. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, I know 12 year olds that could write a better story than what ChatGPT comes up with. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's not there yet. You know, it's, it's, it's far enough along to be, to, to raise your eyebrow at. It's far enough to long to be like, Ooh, what is this? Um, but nobody's job is in danger. Um, specifically because of this. But what ChatGPT specifically is really good for is using it as a tool. Um, you know, it's... To me, people being afraid of something like ChatGPT sounds like people who are afraid of, you know, um different technologies that came out through the TV. I mean, you know, people were fighting against televisions being in homes, you know? People were fighting against cell phones. People have been, like, every time a new piece of technology comes out, there is discourse around it. And I think the thing everyone, whether you're in the art industry or not, I think the thing everybody has to keep in mind is it all depends on how it's used. If you look at it more like a tool instead of a replacement, I think these things can be very, very valuable. And that's not to say that somebody isn't going to try to make it the replacement. But look, the most of us that are alive now, we are all going to be dead before any of this technology gets to a point where we have to worry about it. Generations after us, that'll be their problem to figure out. Uh, because I do think eventually it will be the problem that everybody thinks it will. But I think trying to say that it's going to be a problem anytime soon is vastly... Um, you just don't know what you're talking about, you know? Um, like, has... Since I've mentioned his name before, has Christopher Nolan actually sat down in his spare time? I'm sure the little bit of spare time that he has because he's a busy son of a bitch. Um, in his spare time, does he sit down and play around with ChatGPT? Is his fears about AI because he has seen what he can do at first hand? Or is it just the theory of it? Because if it's just the theory of it, then I disagree. You know? But hey, if he knows something that I don't, if he's actually... If he's someone who has figured out how to manipulate the tool into being a problem and he's seen it firsthand, well then I haven't seen that myself but I would be much more likely to be like okay, interesting uh, you know, explain, you know um, but from my own personal experience, because I have played 
again, with both Mid-Journey and this. Um, I haven't... Uh, most of the the deep fake and not all again I'm saying most but most of the deep fake or AI like vis visual stuff where you can change somebody's face and all that you have to pay for it and I don't have the money to pay for it I'm not even paying for the mid journey subscription I have right now one of my best friends was kind enough to pay it for me because uh, her and I both love playing with it together so she was kind enough to buy me my last two subscriptions to it. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm not even paying for that. But, um, but yeah, you know, I just, I, I don't see the danger that a lot of other people see. Um, not in the imminent future. Um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm also, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know better than everybody else or that you know, or anything like that. I'm not saying all of this from a, from a, you guys should listen to me. Uh, I'm just talking about what I've seen from my point of view and what I've seen. And I think the fear for this is a little bit unfounded. Um, again, just with any kind of technology. Yeah. Things are going to get to a point that we have to figure out what to do with it at some point. And I definitely think it's something good to keep in the back of our heads. And I definitely think it's something, if you're in the art industry to whatever degree, I definitely think all of this AI stuff is definitely something to keep your eye on. But I don't think it's the threat yet that everybody wants to make it out to be. To me, it's one of those things where, given the strikes that are going on right now, I think it's one of those things that a lot of people that work in the industry, their jobs are already in danger and threatened by the studios and i think the reason why everyone is coming after the ai is because they look at the ai like a possible replacement that will keep them from getting their jobs back but look i don't care whether it's disney warner brothers paramount sony anybody that works for a studio i'm talking to you guys now if you honest to god think that you're going to be able to use AI to make a good enough movie as I'll even use a shitty movie if you think you can come out with a movie that's as as good and I use as good loose, loosely as Morbius you're not even going to be able to make something that good with ChatGPT now through manipulation and regeneration and picking and pulling different things you might get a movie as good as like Steven Spielberg's The BFG but you are not going to be able to make movies as good as hell I'll say it you're not going to be able to make movies as good as Michael Bay's Transformers movies you're not going to make movies as good as anything Nolan does you're not going to be able to make movies you know, as good as what Spielberg did in the past, you know, like E.T. or, you know, like, it's just, no, like, like, it's, you, you are highly underestimating the capabilities of such a tool. Um, because you cannot create the, you cannot recreate the human 
element of a story, the soul of it, you know, um, you can get close to it, but you are never going to be able to replicate that, you know, um, you know, again, I'm talking about music. I'm not, I'm about to talk about music. I'm not talking about movies, but you know, I just did a whole podcast talking about my new favorite artist, Ren. And one of the things I love about a lot of his music is the fact he infuses his own life story and the things that he's been through his life in his music. You know, whether it's the the death of his friend, whether it's going through dealing with Lyme disease and, you know, being misdiagnosed for seven years. And you can hear his emotion and you can hear his frustration and anger. You can hear the, the, the person. You can hear the soul in his music that you're not going to get that element on something that's artificially artificially made you know you're just you're just not you can't recreate that you know you can get the spirit of it you can get the you you can come close but you're not going to have that soul it's not going to be something that's living you know and you know you, sure, you might be able to make money off of it. There might be people that like whatever you make using AI, but it isn't going to be the success. You're not going to be making $1.2 billion at the box office with anything that you make. You're going to be lucky if you make $200 million at the box office with something that's fully artificial intelligent made. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, it's, it's not what you think it is right now. And again, I go back to what I said at the beginning. One day, yes, one day I I think it'll be there. But even when it does get to an equal level as something that has been made by a human, you are still going to be missing that soul element to it, that lived experience, the, the part of art that is breathed from what you've been through in your own personal life. The reason why E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind and... Um, the Fablemans are so meaningful from Spielberg is because he infuses what he went through as a child with his parents being divorced. And he infuses his own heart and his own life story into those, those movies. You can't replicate that. You can't, you know, you, there's, there's no way you can do that. Um, so even if you do get a product that can make you the money, maybe you maybe things do get to a point where artificial movies are making $1.6 billion at the box office. You're still never going to have that connection. You might have some fun movies. Like, you might be able to make action movies... Maybe some sci-fi movies, you know. But you're not going to be able to make a truly good romance movie. You're not going to really make... You're not going to be able to make a real good comedy. Because comedy is so... um, Fluid. Everybody has a different sense of humor. You are not... You know, like... When you go back to the beginning of like... When you look at... uh, The beginning of Adam Sandler's career... And the movies that made us fall in love with him, right? Whether it's 
the water boy or big daddy or uh, Mr. Deeds or, you know, whatever, Um, you know, 51st Dates. The reason it's funny is because it's him. And he has that human element that can look at a joke or look at a skit and understand why it's funny or not, you know? And he has that human element that can go, okay, well, this isn't working. We need to tweak it to make it better, to make it a better punchline, you know? You're not going to have that with AI. Even with a with, even with a per, person looking over it, you know, um, they're just you're it's it's never going to be the same thing, ever. It's never going to be the same thing, you know, um, and so yeah, I and look, I will be the first person, the second, just one movie. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna just say one. When we have a streak, we'll say three or four movies that are fully artificially made that prove otherwise, then I'll come on and do a podcast and say, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. These movies are fucking amazing. But I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Not before I'm dead. I will be dead before that's before that's a thing. So, um, but again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I think I think these tools and these things that people are creating are are neat and cool. Um, what I do think they're good for, and I think a way to look at all of this technology in a positive way is is I think it's cool for kids. You know, if you're a young kid and hell, maybe maybe you don't have a bunch of friends that are into movies and, and, and entertainment like you are. You know, I know I didn't growing up. And so, you know, maybe having something, you know, you might not have a writing partner, but you have ChatGPT that you're like, hey, I want to make this Student film about this. What do you think about this? What about that? What about this? And you're going to have a thing to bounce ideas off of. And then you can make a, a little student film, you know, as a kid, you know. And, and you know, um, I, I think you can do that, you know. You know, a kid may not necessarily have the money to um, do certain things. And I think a lot of the AI coming out, you know... Um, you know, maybe a kid is making, uh, maybe a kid that is really good at drawing. Maybe they're a good artist. Maybe they're making their own animated film or something, you know, and they need voice actors. And again, they don't have anybody around to do. I think all of this AI voice stuff, if they've got the money or parents that are willing to give them money, you can go on a bunch of these different sites and have AI voice your characters for you. I think that's really cool. You know, I think that is the good that is coming out about. I think a lot of young kids today that love movies as much as I did when I was their age are going to be able to be really inspired. But it's not technology that they're going to be able to take with them 
if they ever are lucky enough to grow up and get into the industry, you know, it's, it's just not there yet, you know, um, so, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how I look at everything, and, and maybe there's an element that I'm missing, I don't think there is, but if there is, someone point it out to me, you know, um, you know, I will do a follow-up to this, but, um, but that's sort of my thoughts on the whole AI and art kind of conversation, but I just wanted to talk about that really quick, so thank you for listening, I will see you guys in the next podcast, peace out.